You're listening to Let's Stay Together, a podcast about Trips to Basket by Natsuki Takaya. I'm Ellen. And I'm Kayla. And today we're discussing chapters 42 and 43. Uh, we're going to do our summary discussion and spoiler discussion like we always do. <laughs> every time. It's going to be the same. Last time we talked about Uo. Now we're not going to talk about Uo at all. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's like we shun <laughs> Uo. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can't shun her. She's great. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, are you ready for read a long time? Yeah. <laughs> story time with Ellen. Yes. It's story time with Ellen because I have uh tried a new method of taking notes where it's they're literally just annotated on top of the uh on top of the manga, so I hope everyone enjoys page flipping noises. Did you use like happen. little sticky notes or something? Yeah, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> so, in chapter forty two, we open with a scene of Yuki. Um we see some narration around him. He looks quite like aloof or something kind of like down <laughs> like it's definitely not the best it's such an interesting choice to draw him like that like so <laughs> i don't know i he's he's looking kind of dejected or whatever mm-hmm. but there's narration surrounding him it says i love yuki his hair that shines silver in the sun his white skin his eyelashes that cast shadows on his cheeks when he closes his eyes his resonating voice everything that is yuki is my everything and then we see um Makoto-san. No, sorry. (laughs) Hey, everyone. Our two favorite characters are in this episode. It's Motoko Motoko. and Makoto. Yes. Um, I'm gonna die. I can't. It'll be like the Prince Yuki president and the student council president. I was gonna say, you can't even just call them the president. President. The president of something. God damn you, Natsuki Takaya. Damn you. I believe in you. Anyway, I'm gonna do my best. The point is, I'm gonna do my best. (laughs) All right. We see Motoko and the Prince Yuki fangirls trying to strong arm the current student council president into telling them who, um, and slash more specifically, if any girls have been appointed to the student council, the new student council, you know, because they're quite concerned about Yuki. They're in his office and he says, if it isn't Prince Yuki, the Prince Yuki Club, oh, Motoko-kun, will you never learn? I could never divulge that classified information, not while I'm still student body representative, especially not to selfish, simpering sops with your unhealthy fixation on your prince. And they're like, oh, is that so? And they bicker back and forth while the two um, girls with glasses sit in the background. <laughs> the two girls also with glasses. I don't know if they were given names before, but... I don't know. They were like his the, uh, underlings. <laughs> his lackeys. They were exalting yeah. Luigi, old yeah. Luigi, <laughs> in that one scene before. But they wonder, are the new members such a secret? I don't know what the big deal is. But Motoko says, all I'm asking is if there are women on the council. She says, what if this hypothetical woman does something atrocious to take advantage of the inexperienced Yuki? And then we see two of them together and some girl with a mysterious girl with no face um, says, oh, come on, Yuki-senpai, do it for me. Tee-hee-hee. <laughs> Motoko continues, do you think that Yuki's prepared to deal with such a scheming woman? If you're planning to appoint such a woman, we're determined to stop you. I like how this is like battle of the dialogue boxes between yeah. Makoto and Motoko. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're both very over the top. <laughs> yes. Makoto says, if I may speak, if it's a talented person who can support Yuki Kun, it doesn't matter whether they are male or female. Of course, if it were possible, I, Makoto Takei, would do anything to support my lovely Yuki Kun myself, even if it means repeating senior year. And then Motoko says, and if it were possible, I wish Yuki would skip a year and graduate so we can enjoy college together. <laughs> so they're both, they're both freaking out. But of course, Makoto doesn't give in. And so um, the fan- Prince Yuki fangirls are turned away. 
So they decide to take things into their own hands by planning to sneak into the student council room, which will somehow help them figure out who the new counselors are. I don't know, whatever. You think they're like in a sealed Oscar envelope or something? <laughs> yeah, inside the room somewhere. <laughs> it's really bizarre to me to think, anyway, whatever, it doesn't matter. But the point is they're scheming. As they walk away, Motoko thinks, it bothers me the way the stupid president refuses to answer. Could that itself, in itself prove there's a, a new woman in the student council? <gasps> But of course, the girls the girls pull Motoko out of her thoughts um, because they remind her that she will also be graduating soon and they'll need a new president of the Prince Yuki fan club. Kinoshita, the blonde girl, is like, you'll be graduating soon, senpai. The president next semester will certainly be me, Minami Kinoshita. Please leave it to me. Please leave it to Minami Kinoshita or something like that. But who's this, whatever, the second year representative pushes on herself and then the other girl, the, the, the dark-haired girl, is like, and then after you, it'll surely be me. So they're all plotting their succession in the Prince <laughs> fan club. Suddenly, the three um, non-not-Yankee-anymore-Yankee girls from the last <laughs> couple of chapters appear in the hallway at school, and they call to Uo, who's over on the other side of the hallway, Ane-san! And Uo's like, huh, you're back? Um, and she says it's not their school, they need to stop coming. And then she asks if they're making sure to go to middle school, and they're like, of course we are, silly! And the Prince Yuki fangirls wonder if they're Uo's lackeys or whatever. <laughs> Motoko gets all bitter and stomps off and is like, what is what is it? What's wrong with this school here? It's been tied up with a witch, a demon lord, and Yankees. <laughs> but at any rate, they couldn't find out they couldn't find out anything about the fan club, so they'll have to resort to other means. They also see the three Yankee girls from before talking to Yuki and being like, Oh, I tied my hair and I drew my eyebrows in and of course they freak out. The fan club girls freak out even more and they run off. Hana looks after them and she says, Oh my, it's rather lively. <laughs> They can't even stand to have girls from other schools deal with them. <laughs> we cut to uh, Motoko's room in her house where she pines over Yuki. And she remembers the invasion of the floral prints. I know! There's like floral print <laughs> everywhere. It's like when they went to Hana's room and they were like, wow, it's so dark, but it was just like a kind of dark floral print. But in Motoko's room, it's like flower bed sheet, flower, like flower um, pillows. Sorry. And then like flower a different... Curtains. Yeah, flower curtains. Different flower pillow on the floor. And she's holding like a creepy picture frame of yuki like she's swim fan or something she remembers the day that they met and she says even now i haven't forgotten or she she sorry she narrates even now i haven't forgotten the day a year and a half ago when i first exchanged words with you and we see her in the hallway talking to yuki yuki-kun you're so pretty she says and that's it yuki looks surprised and then he his eyes narrow and he says thank you and then motoko is like she puts her hand back against her head and swoons, and it's like, Yuki, since then, I knew our destinies were intertwined, but now the thought of you leaving is like a sweet pain in my heart. Motoko's mother, I guess, bursts in the room. It's like, keep it down, you're bothering the neighbors. And she's like, what? I'm not 12 anymore, Mom. I'll do whatever I want. So, so loudly pining that the neighbors can hear her, I guess. Is the, <laughs> I also think I want to call uh, Yuki's face here, his screaming internally face. Probably. He was just like, I can't deal with anything, is what it looks like. like it's something about it. He's like, they're already calling me pretty. Yeah. He shows up in school. He's got his little, like, boutonniere thing that I think they give the new kids. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he also, it's interesting how he's drawn, because he looks kind of like they used to look in the in the earlier versions of the, or like the earlier volumes. Like, mm. if you look at his face on the previous page like he looks a little bit more i don't know like it's a little bit longer like he looks more grown up and in mm -hmm. this one it clearly looks like how takaya used to draw him with his face is a little bit shorter and his eyes are a bit kind of bigger yeah he actually looks a little creepy to me but whatever <laughs> <Yeah>. listen <laughs> doing his 
creepy cold prince his creepy cold prince smile <laughs> yes he never said he was going alone yes smile <laughs> so the following day or some other time later at school the student uh the prince yuki fangirls returned to the student council to try to get information from makoto <laughs> i think you He's... should keep, keep in all the long pauses as you make sure you say the right name <laughs> oh i will <laughs> I just want everyone to know that I'm making an effort. <laughs> you know what? Maybe next time you should do the summary, okay? <laughs> You're like, oh, next, I will after Makoto's gone. I was going to say, next time I won't have these characters. <laughs> oh, thank God I'm tired of him. Anyway, whatever. I like um, Matoko, but Makoto, I find kind of... I, they're both like they're both extra, but <laughs> something about Makoto really bothers me. Anyway, it's fine. It's a personal choice. <laughs> So anyway, he's still, he, with anger veins of Papa says, I still won't tell you who the new appointees are. So the Prince Yuki fangirls call in for backup, a girl with special talent, it turns out. So they get this girl um, who's a upper level student who says there's no lock in the school that she can't open and that she'll do anything for Yuki not to worry. So they have she's her got like, up. She's got like legit lock picks, like. Yeah, I know. She's I not using, that. like, bobby pins or something. Like... No, she's not going to use, like, a credit card or whatever. She's like, oh, yeah, I'm actually a criminal. Yeah. <laughs> she's. I love how they also have it, like, it's so suspicious. She's like, oh, I see. That's why you called me. Like. <laughs> so anyway, so they head down to the reference room where supposedly they're going to do research on the student. She's like, oh, I need to know the layout of the student council room. So they're like, why don't we go to the reference room, which is all so convoluted. It's like just breaking... None of this is going to help you figure out who the council members are. Anyway, it's fine. The, po <laughs> the point is, they go to the reference room um, to try to get, I don't know, like some kind of Ocean's Eleven shit where they're trying to do research on who the people are, and they run into none other than the prince himself, Yuki. And Motoko is quite taken aback when she sees him in the room. And he just looks like kind of like, hey, what up? Like, <laughs> he was working in there. So it turns out that Yuki's there. The girl who's picking the locks is named... Rika senpai so Rika goes in and is like oh Yuki what a coincidence that you're here like as if it's a casual no big deal and he says that he's making a he's making a schedule for their class trip but Motoko freaks out internally and she thinks it's Yuki in the flesh no matter how I look at it it's Yuki like you see him every day bro anyway <laughs> he's looking up past trips and he says long time no see and he greets both of them very pleasantly so Yuki's getting good at greeting people too Motoko blushes and says y yes and she kind of freaks out it's been a long time since they exchanged words. Rika offers, the other girl offers to tell them about their class trip. So they sit down to have a conversation with him. And Motoko is super excited. She's like, yes, this is a blessing bestowed upon me by the goddess of destiny. I have to make this conversation as long as I can. My chance has come. Here, here, I must encourage conversation. And in so doing, gain his favor. I must speak and act in such a way that Yuki will honor me with eye contact. Which is, he would never do that. Anyway. <laughs> I'm already coming to my countdown until graduation. This is my chance. I can't afford to mess it up. You, you, Yuki, what did you have for breakfast? She says. <laughs> There's kind of a shocked silence, and Yuki is like, why do you ask? And she's like, uh, I mean, breakfast is the most important meal of the day, so you can spend the whole day full of energy and vigor. And then she thinks, I messed up internally. <laughs> I do feel for Motoko, even though she cray cray, but whatever. <laughs> this morning, Yuki says, I had rice and vegetable miso soup fish and nimono and natto and they're like prince charming eats natto <laughs> i mean is it what's wrong with natto i mean whatever i i don't know if you don't know what natto is it's this like really 
I feel like people have strong opinions about it one way or another. <laughs> Some people really like it. I think that I've classified as fine, but a lot of people think it's like really stinky and gross. It's like fermented soybeans. And it's kind of like goopy and stinky. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> so Rika is like, uh, that's a little. But then, of course, Motoko ch- pipes in and is like, but natto is good for the health and it's good for ulcers, right? I don't care what people say. Soybeans are the stake of the field. And I like ground <laughs> barley, too. <laughs> Still looking super awkward and like sweating nervously. <laughs> Yuki is like, really? So do I. And he smiles. Motoko stands up and then swoons again. Yuki smiled at me, she thinks. And then Rika is like, whatever. And Yuki is like, Minagawa senpai? <laughs> um, of course, Motoko continues to think. She's like, we have something in common. Yuki asks, Minagawa senpai, do you always speak so formally? And she says, yes. She's like, does it bother you? Does it bother you? And he's like, no, that's not it. I mean, and then he looks down and looks away and says, it's cute. Motoko looks taken aback. And Rika's like, oh no, Makoto, he just he just said you're cute. But Motoko thinks, kind of with a look of shock dawning on her face, no, he wasn't saying that to me. He wasn't smiling at anything I did, it's something else. When did he start smiling so tenderly? And she imagines him in the past, um, his like, creepy smile that we just talked about for like five <laughs> minutes, and says, when did you change like that? In the year and a half since we first met, I've always been watching you, but I never saw you smile like that before. When did you change? Will you continue to change somewhere I can't see you by the power of a woman other than myself? So uh, Rika, the other girl, continues to talk to Yuki in the background while Motoko thinks all of this. She imagines Toru, I think. There's like a scene that someone, um, you can see the back of her head, someone with like pigtails in her hair, like, uh, or not pigtails, but like a little bow on the side of her head mm-hmm. and bangs, which clearly looks like Toru. Um, stop it. Don't touch him, Motoko says. She thinks stay away from Yuki and says, stop meddling, kind of blushing and getting angry. The other girl and Yuki both look shocked. And Motoko looks a bit anxious and she wonders what suddenly came over her and then excuses herself to go watch her face. I showed my ugly self in front of Yuki, she thinks. I completely lost control. That was the stupidest thing I've ever done. But I can't help it. That's my true self. I hate all women who get near Yuki. Toru Honda, the woman who might be in the student council, the new president of the Yuki club. I don't even want to choose one. I hate them all. They're all my enemies. But the one I hate the most... And she holds her head in her hands and thinks, is my ugly self, the part of me that can only think of my foolish, selfish, arrogant rivals. But the flaws I see in others are really just reflections of the flaws I see in myself. Yuki catches up with her in the hallway and calls to her, Minagawa-senpai? Motoko turns to Yuki and asks what's wrong. And he says, I think I might have said something to hurt your feelings. And she's like, no, no, that's not it. Don't, please don't worry about it. But I'm honored to have the cool Yuki worry about me. And Yuki says, I'm not that cool. I'm just a guy with nothing to spare. It's funny how Yuki thinks of himself. It's, I don't know. It's the main conflict of him being considered a prince or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Is that he doesn't think of himself that way. And he really struggles with that. I too may have nothing to spare, Motoko says. Yuki looks at her and smiles. A rueful smile, as people in this series are wont to do. <laughs> I do think this one is de- genuinely rueful, though. <laughs> mm-hmm. Motoko blushes and tears well in her eyes. And she thinks, it's mortifying. I don't want to admit it. But this is probably that girl's power. She imagines Yuki and Toru together and says, To think that I would see Yuki who can smile like this. Motoko, the girl calls. Uh, the other girl calls from behind. And Motoko continues to think and not be able to share that in that warmth. I'm sure that their love will be full of troubles. And it certainly won't go for Yuki the way that I would want it to. But Motoko continues out loud. It's not as if I don't have any time left. In the months to come, I might grow. I may start to change into a better person. So, and Yuki looks a little bit confused as she continues so yuki soma i'm not giving up yet she says and then she thinks as she walks off it's too early to write off our love 
yes, starting today, I'm going to change. And meanwhile, Yuki just looks kind of confused in the background. <laughs> I'm going to change in a big way, she says. So a boy and a girl. Your time has finally come, <laughs> Kayla. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm sure you are. A boy and a girl pass behind Yuki. One carries a notebook over his face, so he can't see his face like an asshole. And I remember reading this the first time um, this came out and being like, who are these people? Who are they? Like For so long. But a boy and a girl pass by in the hallway. The boy says, so that's Yuki Soma and his number one fan, huh? The new president is beautiful. But it's as President Takei says, if she knew that you, a woman, will be a member of the new student council, that girl could really stir up trouble. But that Yuki Soma, it's nothing, she says. What was that? Why don't you show some interest in the people around you? Me? I'm interested in Yuki Soma, the boy says. He stretches and says, but more than anything, I'm curious about Toru Honda-san. Oh yes, the narration continues. I'm going to change in a very big way. And then the last panel that we see in this chapter is Makoto... Makoto. Matoko. No. Yeah, I was right. No, <laughs> I was wrong. Matoko. <laughs> the last panel that we see is Matoko leaning over to Rika, the other girl, and saying, now let's keep my little transgression with... Yuki, between you and me, a secret. Uh, Rika-san, okay? And then Rika's like, right, but that would make me an accomplice, wouldn't it? <laughs> Prince Yuki, club rules. When you talk with him, you must have someone with you. Being alone with him is inexcusable, and you'll be punished. Remember, from all the rules that we read about the Yuki from that fan club from a couple chapters ago. So yes, of course. But I mean, Rika's willing to break into a student council room, so who cares yeah. if she's an accomplice to a Prince Yuki fan club crime? I guess she's just against... <laughs> doing things against the club rules, not against, you know, society's rules or yeah. whatever. <laughs> okay. Let's all get ready for chapter 43. Without uh, Motoko and Makoto. <laughs> Thank God. I don't think they're coming back. I think Motoko is coming back, but Makoto Mot- is Motoko gone. Motoko comes back. I'm not sure. I don't think Makoto does. Or he might, like, I... briefly when he's, like, first starting with the student council. Maybe. I can't remember. Well, I guess we'll find out. But yeah. <laughs> I don't think they'll be together. I don't think I'll have to have both of them in the same no, yeah, sentence I don't think anymore. They, I don't think they can conflict anymore. <laughs> no, I don't think so. It was funny how they had such a huge... Yeah, and the, yeah, the president, whatever. Anyway, okay. Yeah. Let's begin chapter 43. So another incident is happening at school. <laughs> this time, Momiji is the <laughs> person who bears this news. So Momiji shows up in their class and calls Toru, Yuki, Kyo. It's terrible, it's terrible, it's terrible. <laughs> Ooh, it's like things are terrible here, too. And we see Kyo grumping off to the side, looking out the window. They're talking about their trip, uh, their class trip to Kyoto. Kyo is not happy about how the groups are all shaping up, because apparently he has to be with Yuki. Momiji also says that he wants to go on the trip with them. And he's like, I'll pay my own way. And Kyo is like, cut it out, which is <laughs> ridiculous. Kyo says that he doesn't like the way the groups are shaping up. Um, Momiji is like, oh, so he's with Yuki. Of course, guessing right away that that's what the problem is. <laughs> Kyo grumps and he's like, there's no way I'll go along with this. Stop trying to stick me with that damn Yuki all the time. Besides, I don't have to stay with the group. And it was like, that's true, but it'd be more fun with you there. That way I can mess with you. Like we were just talking about. <laughs> what am I, your toy? He wonders. And Uo and Hana both nod. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it. Now I definitely refuse. Momiji grabs a plastic folder, I guess, and says, Kyo, you dumb cough, and rubs it on his head. <laughs> You get to go with Toru. You shouldn't be so selfish. There's a little note that says static electricity, which is why I think it's a plastic folder that he rubs <laughs> his, his hair with. He's like, I wish I could go with Toru. I want to eat Dear Senbei with her. <laughs> and they're like, you're not supposed to eat those. 
I never noticed that before because I don't think yeah. I knew the first time I read this what Dear Senpai was. But yeah. if you don't know what they're talking about, so they go to Nara. I mean, uh, in Nara, there's like deer that you can feed if you don't know this about Japan. But, but I bet everybody who listens to this knows. But mm-hmm. you can buy crackers to feed to them. So Momiji's like, I want to eat Dear, dear Senpai with her. So he wants to eat the crackers that you feed the deer. <laughs> oh, it's precious. Yeah. I mean, it's just a... quietly like, you shouldn't eat those. No. <laughs> I mean, he is a bunny. Maybe in his bunny form it would be okay. Yeah, he's just like, nom, 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 nom. <laughs> Yeah. And then he stomps angrily. Yeah. <laughs> Yuki appears, coming through the door, um, and Omiji says, Don't you want to, Kyo? Or do you even hate being with Toru? St- of course I don't, Kyo says, looking at her. Of course. Of course. Of course. Oh, Hana and Momiji all say. <laughs> well, Kyo blushes, of course. Ugh, for crying out loud, you guys always mess with me like that. It's love, all right, Uo says. Hell no, Kyo says. <laughs> and Yuki listens on. Then they finally notice that he's arrived. Omiji says, oh, it's Yuki. One of them in a bubbly way is like, oh, it's Yuki. So Yuki arrives, and they ask him if work has gone well um, with his planning, I guess, or his student council work. He asks what brings Omiji to the class, and they say, oh, yes, Omiji-kun, were you saying that something is terrible? Ah, oh yeah, Momiji says. It's terrible. Haru went black and is tearing the classroom apart. And Kyo's like, why didn't you tell us sooner? <laughs> So, of course, they all trundle off to the other classroom where chaos has ensued. Yuki and Kyo, followed by Toru and Momiji, push through the crowd. And they say it is dangerous. And they're like, whatever, it's fine. Kyo says, looks like he hasn't turned into an ox yet, which is interesting. Like, I wonder if it's when he turns black, does he turn into an ox? Anyway, whatever, it's fine. We see in the classroom through the broken windows, which it always blows my mind that they have windows in classrooms in Japanese school. But mm-hmm. um, anyway, through the broken windows, we see that the classroom is a wreck. Haru looks at them, anger playing in his eyes, and says, What? Toru looks freaked out. <laughs> Momiji's like, Oh, he really smashed the classroom to ruins, huh? And then Kyo looks annoyed, and Yuki's like, What are you doing? Haru's like tearing the place apart. What does it look like? If you want to stop me, you're going to have to come at me like you're ready to kill me. Toru worries after him. I mean, it's the same the same mold with Haru. Like, he's all about the talk. I mean, of course, he is destroying the classroom, but Yuki says, or maybe it's Omiji. The speech bubble is not clear. It's been a long time since he's really been black. Toru wonders about all the other times that he's been black son. Um, Kyo says, cut the crap. When you get violent, it just causes problems. Haru tells him to shut the hell up. Stupid cat, of course. Your existence causes problems, stupid cat. He says twice. <laughs> <laughs> is that so? Hey, kid, try saying that in my face again. Of course, they are about to start a fight. And they start to argue. Yuki tries to calm things down. Haru also says, you're such a worrier, princess Yuki. You just don't want me to transform while I'm rampaging, right? Because then we'd all be in trouble. No, that's not what I'm saying, Yuki says. Haru was like, it's so stupid. Stupid, stupid. You're stupid. You want to live your your life scared of being ratted out? Screw that. Ah. Rather... Yeah, I know. <laughs> this whole dialogue is full of puns. So he's like angry, but it's full of puns, which is <laughs> it was just amazing. Screw that. I'd rather let everyone know everything. Toru calls to Hataru. And then, of course, he grabs her and pulls her into this fight. And he says, you agree with me, don't you? Grabbing her arm. But Kyo steps in, pushes Toru away to safety, and, like, punches Haru in the face. I don't know what made you snap, Kyo says, but don't get Toru involved with your stupid problems. Yuki, we see Yuki's face as he watches the exchange, and kind of pushing Toru back. Haru and Kyo exchange shit talk, of course, as they always do. Uh, back and forth, until great teacher Maiko, <laughs> Maiko Daisensei-sama, drops water on both of them. <laughs> He says, that's enough. You're both idiots. She says, that should cool your heads a little. Why, you stupid teacher? Kyo says, why me too? And she's like, you lost it too, didn't you? 
Ah, that's refreshing, Haru says, drenched clearly back to his non-black self. Really? Then while you're being refreshed, come with me to the faculty room, Maiko says. And so they cart him off to the faculty room to get in trouble, I guess. All the kids stand outside um, and they're, you know, they talk about how they're lecturing him and they wonder what happened to make him snap like that. And Meiji says he thought that everything was normal, but maybe something happened recently because he's been down. And Yuki and Toru look a bit concerned. Haru turns from getting scolded by the teachers. Um, and they ask if she was mad and they said that she called, Haru says that they called his mom and he has to wait for her. He apologizes to Toru for being so violent. And then he says, Kyo, nice fight. <laughs> it's like they didn't even fight. I guess he punched him in the face and then they had shit talk, but whatever. Which basically counts as a fight for them. So, Well, bye-bye, Haru says. And they're like, hey, where are you going? And he says, you know how my mom is. It'll probably take her at least an hour to get here with putting on makeup and stuff. I'm going to go kill some time until then. And then he just like walks off. That punk is always so laid back, one of them says. And Yuki follows after him because they wonder if it's okay to leave him alone. Yuki apologizes to Toru and says, will you go home without me? Kyo says, forget him. I'm going home too. I'm, I'm going to be late to the dojo. Yuki's so responsible, Mumiji says, but Toru, of course, looks concerned after them. Something worries me, she thinks. Hey, next time Haru turns black, stay away from him, Kyo says. He can be dangerous. It can't be helped. Toru's like, eh, that would be rude to Hatsaru-san, she says. <laughs> he's like, duh, you don't get it at all, do you? And then she's like, but, but. And then he's like, rude? He's the one being rude. I hate it, Momiji says. <laughs> It's what Kyo probably wants to say, I bet. <laughs> and then he smiles cheerfully and Toru's like, eh. Kyo's like, Momiji, get lost. Leave. You think you can just say whatever you want? And then Kyo looks a bit grumpy. And then we transition back to Haru, who's walked back to the classroom. And he looks inside the broken and damaged classroom. Yuki catches up with him and asks what he's doing. He says he thought he'd pick up the classroom, but it's already clean. I guess fairies really do exist. A mystery, Haru says. Mystery. mystery. <laughs> Yuki's like, or not. <laughs> Yuki starts to talk to him about his problems, but Haru says, you know, you could really call her Toru. And we see an image of the kind of the back of Yuki's head and Toru's with the bows. It actually looks really similar to the one that we just looked at with uh, that Matoko was thinking about. <laughs> Don't laugh at my pauses. <laughs> I don't think Motoko, I don't think Makoto, wait, <laughs> Motoko was thinking about, I don't think Makoto thinks about Toru. <laughs> <laughs> Except for that time. Actually, no, I don't think she got in trouble during his tirade that one time. She just stood up Dear. for people. Yeah. She was just like, please don't be so hard. And he was like, I'm not being hard on him. I'm being honest or whatever. And that's like the only interaction <laughs> I'm being they a ever dick. had. Yeah, yeah, probably. Don't start. This isn't about me right now, Yuki says. What we should be worried most about is you, Haru. And they both share a stunned silence. Oh, Haru, you, you're always worrying about everyone else, Yuki says. He thinks even though Haru has a lot to deal with right now, he still can't help but be concerned about me. But I, Yuki continues, I only worry about myself. He thinks even now I'm keeping a lid on the feelings I don't want to admit I have. I can't stand it. Hmm? So you only care about yourself, huh? Haru says. That's funny. You wouldn't think someone so self-absorbed would come to check on me. Thank you, he says. See, just like that, Yuki thinks. Besides, you don't think I get obsessed with myself, too? Why else do you think I turn black and tear things apart, Haru says. Yuki responds with a dot 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 speech bubble. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, Haru admits that he got dumped. He says it didn't sink in at first, but as the days got on, the days went on, he got more and more irritated. And today he was thinking about it and getting worked up, and he just snapped. Yuki asks if it has to do with Akito, and Haru says it was kind of a secret that we were going out. This is the first time I've told anyone. 
Since we're both in the Zodiac, I thought. But he doesn't finish his thought. He slumps to the floor and says she got hurt bad and she's changed. At first I go to see her in the sick room and we'd sneak out together, but lately I just couldn't, I couldn't tell what she was thinking. And suddenly she dumped me. We see the arms or whatever. We see the top, we see a, a woman in a bed. Um, we can't see her face. We just see her hands. I don't need you anymore, she says in the memory that Haru has. I'm tired of you. Haru rests his head on his arms that he's crossed over his knees and says, why? Why do I still want to see her so badly? He thinks it's not like I can give up easily the feelings of needing her. What are you going to do now, Yuki asks. We see an image of Haru holding hands with a woman with long black hair. I'm going to get yelled at by my teacher and mother for tearing the classroom apart. Or will my mother laugh? He wonders. No, it's not what I meant, Yuki says. Yeah, Haru says, looking off to the side. What will I do? Cut to outside. <laughs> Toru walks down the street, and she wonders about how Yukuna's Haru-san are doing. Worrying like this won't help anything, but she hears a no and like a rip <laughs> and plop plop, and she freaks out. My bag, the bottom of my bag fell out. Oh no, Toru thinks. Um, please let me help, she says. No, no, I couldn't impose on someone I've never met. No, people need to help each other when they're in trouble, Toru says, and she starts to pick up the things that have fallen out of that person's bag. She sees a woman on the street wearing a, like a long sleeve kimono. You can tell that it's a woman because she's wearing a, like a, a frisode or something that has a long sleeve. Like those long kimono sleeves like that are typically mm-hmm. worn by women. And a bow in her hair. Um, and her obi's like tied in a bow as well. I'm so sorry. All I ever do is cause trouble for the people around me. I know even just breathing isn't excusable. What was I thinking trying to post myself on someone else with a visit? The bottom of my bag falling out is just a fitting punishment for someone as shameful as me. I'm sorry. I apologize to the entire world. I'm sorry for making a visit. <laughs> and of course, slowly realization is dawning on Toru's face. Richan-san? She says bubbly. <laughs> the woman turns to look at her and we see her crying a little bit. And she says, oh no, someone I've never seen before knows my name. I was living carelessly, not knowing that my infamy of my name was a burden to so many people. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for all the people who are cursed to endure sharing my pitiful name. I'm sorry. And that's the end of this chapter. <laughs> we finally met Richan-san. Yes. The, the inf- <laughs> I like how the, the meta joke about him knowing Richan-san's name uh, before now is really great. So... <laughs> Beyond that, I will have nothing to say about Richan-san because we're going to talk about Richan-san next time. Yeah. Yeah. I think Toru was able to make the connection between <laughs> <laughs> the I po- uh, yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. But only after, like, a couple of seconds. Like, Richan yeah. says something Richan says something else before. Well, it's not until um, that last word bubble when it starts getting the dramatic... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Shaky font. letter apologies. Yes. <laughs> It's the innkeeper's font, correct? Yes. <laughs> the Meishou-san's font. <laughs> yeah. So funny. So yeah, it's finally Richan-san's finally here. I'm really excited for next time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so good. But we should talk about this time. <laughs> so we had two kind of like... Uh, they're similar chapters because they both talk... They both happen around school, but they're sort of related, but they're kind of not. Like, I don't know how if we can tie these together this time, but... Mm-hmm. Yep. There's a, probably a couple themes across them. They're related in not being tied to the two chapters before or the two chapters after. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> well, Richan's introduced and that will be covered next time. Spoilers. But yeah, mm-hmm. um, they're not the other the main events of what happened are not covered in the in the they're not related mm-hmm. to anything else that happened. Yeah. 
Would you uh, be so kind as to kick off the discussion? Um, well, we talked about change in our last episode, but this is actually where I had my note about change. I have a note that says awareness of flaws and ability to change with uh, Matoko's soul thing. Yes. Because like we're talking about how it's kind of a, su- not subtle, but not uh, explicitly stated theme for a lot of characters, but I feel like it comes closest to being explicitly stated here, which is kind of interesting since she's with such a minor character. Yeah, she's like, I, I will change. I still have time and I will change. Like, I'm making a mm-hmm. commitment to try to change, which is interesting. Yeah. And kind of goes on, we've talked about how, like, even the characters who seem like they're just, like, one-note, like, quote-unquote bad guy kind of characters mm-hmm. have some, like, depth and sympathy to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so you have here where she's, like, you know, she's aware of her character flaws and knows that she might still be able to change and wants to try and change, so. Yeah. I was going to say, everybody's, everybody's like, more than one-dimensional, except for Makoto, who's just an asshole. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not Motoko. Makoto. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. It's interesting that that's represented with such a kind of, like... Uh, she's not really a one-off character, but she's only in, like, a very brief part of the series, so... Yeah. Kind of a side character. I'm trying to think if I have any more of that chapter in particular. Um... Well, we did. We met some mysterious new characters who are interested yes. in Yuki and Toru, which will be interesting <laughs> soon. <laughs> mystery <laughs> i was really happy when i saw that in this dialogue i was like yes <laughs> i guess fairies do exist mystery yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they're good. moving uh, ever steadily toward the new student council mm-hmm. yuki is becoming the president very soon <laughs> yeah i wonder how long till freaking uh, makoto and matoko get out of school it's like hurry up yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's interesting that Prince Yuki fan club is there to like harass them about figuring out who the people were that were going to be accounted, appointed to the student council. Yeah. I think they had like that like gag in the first anime, but they didn't actually go far mm. enough to have the student council stuff go on. I don't remember. That might be true. I think I, I, think I remember the Prince Yuki club harassing her. Makoto. Makoto. <laughs> <laughs> I got your back. <laughs> Yeah, I vaguely. I mean, they're both in the old anime, so it's possible mm-hmm. that they were harassing yeah. him at that time. It's mm-hmm. this chapter was like sometimes there's chapters that just have like a lot of moving parts, so like there's not a lot of like strong like imagery. Like we talked about feathers, we talked about all those other things yeah. last time. Like mm-hmm. there was so much stuff that we. Oh, sorry, we didn't. That's a spoiler. We talked about a bunch of imagery <laughs> in the last. <laughs> we talked about that in the spoilery part, but yeah, we... we talked a lot about feathers in the spoilery part. That's not spoilery. Just yeah, say we talked a lot about feathers. <laughs> <laughs> But for the non-spoilery people, they don't know. <laughs> but so yeah. we talked about a bunch of different imagery. Like we talked about in the non-spoilery part, we also talked about like the the butterfly. these images of change, the <laughs> butterfly, yes, yeah, specifically in the moon and all these other things. Um, but in this one, it's just like a lot of like, okay, first we're gonna do this thing. We're gonna talk to this guy, and then Mo- Motoko pines over Yuki in her floral bedroom and stuff, and it's just like very straightforward. And then they talk to Yuki, and we have this like hilariously awkward exchange. Mm-hmm. Um, but she also, I guess, like, yeah, she also talked about not just her trying to change, but she talks about Yuki changing. Yeah. Um, and being impacted by all the people around him. Yeah, we get, I guess, kind of that. an outsider POV on uh, Yuki's character development. Mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting. kind of help drive it home if you're, like, not, you know, you may not notice it as you're, like, following along. If him being able to tie his tie wasn't enough for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, now you can see. She's like, I, who made you, how did you become able to smile like that? And whatever. Yeah. Yes. Other than Especially that, I don't... The return of his creepy, creepy smile. Yeah, what the hell? Um, <laughs> I don't have any other things to say about that chapter specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like, it was just a lot of like exposition of them like moving around, right? Yeah. 
So, but hopefully we get sort to see this. Sort of a this. comedy chapter, but with a little bit of a poignant end. <laughs> yeah, and it's, I mean, I mean, it's building on all these scenes that we've been seeing, so it seems like it's a comedy chapter, but really I think it, like, it's adding... I used to get really annoyed with, like, some of the Prince Yuki stuff and whatever, but I still feel like all mm-hmm. these kind of one-off chapters are still adding to the, like, themes that are building through the rest of the series. So, yeah, it was nice to look at that again. Um, you want to talk about the next chapter? There's a lot more things that happen yeah. in this, mm-hmm. I think. Um, my first comment is we get uh, Yuki and Kyo on a mission together, as you like to say. Yay! Again. Yes. <laughs> they like, both okay. kind of go to deal with Haru. Yeah, they're like, everybody out the way, we're going to deal with Haru. Yeah. Especially when, like, when Kyo's like, well, he hasn't transformed yet. Or it seems just kind of like them, like, you know, talking about the situation. Yeah. They're, like, assessing the situation as yeah. they arrive, talking to each other, which is nice because mm-hmm. they don't normally. Yeah. It's also funny because that's contrasted directly with him being like, I don't want to be in the same group as Yuki. And then they go and take yeah. care of a problem together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then until the situation is, like, resolved, they're actually together because they don't kind of, like, break off until Haru's out of the teacher's room. Right? Yeah. So... Good old, you can always trust them on a mission together. Yep. We also have Momiji knowing what's up again. (laughs) Not only immediately being able to tell what Kyo's problem is with the situation, but also Mm -hmm. knowing to tease him about Toru. They all teased him about Toru this time. Yuki and, not Yuki, everybody but Yuki. Um, Mm -hmm. Because Yuki's struggling with his feelings for her. So he, it's really this like, um, these interactions between Kyo and Toru um, that are happening in this chapter. I think they're, they're used specifically to antagonize Yuki about his feelings, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> about her. And he says, like, I'm keeping the lid on these feelings that I have right now and all this other yeah. stuff. Right. Um, so that comes the lid again. back. <laughs> yeah. The good old lid. <laughs> Lid's on his back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I think he's the only person who used that term, but he's the one who uses it the most. So. He does. And it's specifically for this, like, thing that he's been going through the last yeah. couple of chapters since the True Form arc. Um, but yeah, and then of course there was a bunch of like Kyotoru ship hinting between all of the characters. So, yeah. Uh, like with Uo and Hana and then also Momiji multiple times over and over mm-hmm. again, which is interesting. Yeah. And he like pushes her away from Haru and stuff like that, which is mm-hmm. cute. And then warns her not to be close to her. But yeah, Momiji's, yeah. Momiji's picking up what he's putting down. Yeah. <laughs> Toru is not. <laughs> no. <laughs> I thought it was funny how in that one, the episode with, or the, the chapters that we talked about with Hiro, um, Momiji and Toru are like, they have to like explain to Kyo what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> that that Hiro is jealous of the amount of time that Toru is spending with Kisa. So mm-hmm. it's clear how like empathetic he is. It shows in this yeah. chapter. Mm-hmm. Haru is a really good kid. Yeah. <laughs> I like how after his whole thing, he's like, he's like, oh, I'm going to go like waste time or whatever. But he actually goes back to try and clean up the classroom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think he feels bad about his uncontrollable rage. Yeah. Um, and clearly something, this, like, breakup with uh, this woman that we saw in these... Or whatever, this girl, I guess. <laughs> Haru's mm-hmm. a kid. Um, <laughs> hopefully it's not a woman, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um, this With this girl, um, is really... Something about it really bothers him. And it's implied mm-hmm. that Akito... So that someone who's in the Zodiac... And it's implied mm-hmm. that Akito hurt her. And by implied, I mean... I think he says Akito hurt her, right? Mm-hmm. And she's in the hospital. He says he used to go see her in the hospital. So something really, really badly ha- bad happened. Yeah, um, and it's kind of interesting where the characters are talking about how he hasn't like really gone black in a while. Yeah, which means that the other times they're like more mild, sort of black. Yeah, 
gray. <laughs> <laughs> Toru is like, um, Toru is like, wait, what about the other times? Like she says yeah. in a speech bubble. <laughs> so, yeah. So it seems like he, what we've been seeing so far hasn't been his like full black going black, right? Or yeah. something. He can be even more intense than he has already been. We've already seen him be. It seems. Yeah. To be able to like destroy a classroom, you have to have a lot of rage, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I think you can, even without the destroying the classroom, I think the way he talks to Yuki is kind of an indicator. Because mm-hmm. he's usually fairly, like, like he's flirty toward Yuki, but not really rude to Yuki when mm-hmm. he's gone black in the past. But this time he's, like, straight up insulting Yuki at the same time. Yeah, this time he was really sassy. Yeah. He was extra angry. Mm-hmm. Although I did really enjoy his pun shit talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. He also kind of points out a thing you've pointed out a couple times about, like, them... The others being, especially Yuki and Kyo, being, like, afraid of standing out Mm -hmm. and catching attention. And he's like, I just want to tell everyone everything. Yeah. He's like, I want to tell everyone everything. What about you, Toru? What do you think? Or whatever. Mm -hmm. Grabs her and drags her into it, too. Yeah. 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 It is interesting that he's like, I'm tired of, like, being in this, like, whatever situation, right? Yeah. This, all the secrets. Tired of the Zodiac bullshit. Yeah, basically. (laughs) Which is legitimate. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Especially when the person that he is in a relationship with has been, also it seems like has been hurt by Aikido, so. And by seems like it yeah. means has been. <laughs> he yeah. said has been. Um, yeah. It's like, I feel like we can draw the conclusion that this is the character they were talking about before. And they talk about him out getting out of the hospital soon, soon or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it says, so, it says, Haku so Haru can, yeah, Haru can rest more easily, so. Yeah. Oh, you're right. I think we can definitely say that then. Because yeah. we definitely talked about we can that. draw that conclusion that this is the person they were the talking about earlier Rin. named Rin yeah. yeah who also got the worst of uh, Akito's temper mm-hmm. yeah specifically what we're referring to is like th- three episodes ago yeah three episodes ago of our episodes yeah during it's the hero chapter... chapters yeah it's chapter 38 I have it open right now so um Hattori says Akito's anger I'm worried about whether she'll have to face it like referring to Toru and then Shigure says yeah it would be terrible if she went through the same thing as Rin but she'll be out of the hospital soon right yeah, Hattori says. So then Hakun can rest a little more easily, Shigure says. You know, we all, mm-hmm. su- we all really suck at this. That was that one scene. Yeah, so, and yeah, this is like this right. business of falling in love with someone and taking care of them. So it's all about mm-hmm. like someone you love being hurt because of you in some way. Mm-hmm. And it was related to what happened to Hiro and Kisa as well. So Yeah. Yep, I think you're right. We can definitely say. Okay, so we can say with safety, and we know that that girl's name is Rin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's a good call out to the last chapter, too. Like, um, mm-hmm. that, or that one chapter from before, a couple of chapters ago. So now we know who that person is. Sort yeah. of. I mean, we saw, like, her arms. <laughs> yeah. We really see the confirmation that the reason Haru can rest easy is because they, they were... should be out of the hospital soon. Yeah. Although now they're broken up, so... Yeah. <laughs> she's not resting so easy, but... No. <laughs> but she'll be out of the hospital also, soon, when so... He's, yeah. They also, when he's talking about, uh... How they're in a relationship, but he had mostly kept it a secret. He says, like, mm-hmm. all those sensei might know. And Shigure is the one who says, so Hakun can rest easy. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think, like, I guess, like, after, well, after whatever happened with her and Akito, I think they all knew what went down, went down probably, yeah, right? Hattori uh, yeah, and Shigure probably, probably do. And I guess Akito. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I would assume. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So... Yuki doesn't seem um, surprised. Like, I wonder if he knew about their relationship before this as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he doesn't seem too 
he's not like, oh my god, you guys were dating? Oh my god. No, he's just like, so what are you going to do? Like, he, like, it seems, he doesn't seem surprised, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember if he knew or not about their relationship before this. But it seems like mm-hmm. he's not, he's not phased when he says that, so. Yeah. So maybe he, he may have suspected it. Or that, anyway. yeah. Maybe he suspected, yeah. For sure. I thought it was interesting. We talked about Zodiac parents before. And that was interesting mm-hmm. how Haru was like, well, you know, it'll take my mom like an hour to get here. Like, yeah, his mom doesn't give a shit about him either, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Although it's kind of also he says, like, you'll get yelled at her, yelled at by her. But he also says maybe she'll laugh. So yeah. <laughs> I wonder if maybe she's a little more chill. Like, accustomed to his. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. His Haru-ness. His yeah. Haru-ness. His, yeah. his black side. I don't know. Yeah. That is interesting. I wonder. Yeah. I wonder what yeah. kind of person she's like. I don't think we get a lot of detail about her. Yeah. I get the, I mean, I think they, like, deliberately enrolled him in martial arts. the martial arts to try and deal with his issues. I don't think he's, but like... it seems like she, like, cares a lot about her image at any rate, and so she'll be putting on her makeup for an hour to go out for, like, ten minutes to pick up her kid. But... <laughs> from, from, like, school for breaking yeah. a classroom. Like, that's more important, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is interesting. I don't know. We don't, I, I mean, I guess it's not a spoiler to say, like, we never, we don't really learn that much about his parents, I don't think. So this mm-hmm. is like the, I'm yeah, surprised that you can never see it all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's kind of <laughs> sad. That's always almost sort of a shock for these children to mention their parents. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's kind of like, sometimes that's like anime and that's like media with kids. Like, you never hear about their parents that much, but especially yeah. it hurts a lot more in this because we know. Yeah. How some of them are like we're primed at this point to be like okay like Haru's mom. I was like oh it's when he said it's gonna take her an hour and I hadn't finished reading the like sentence yet I was like oh mm-hmm. it's because she doesn't give a shit or whatever but then yeah yeah then you're right she's he's like oh maybe she'll laugh like maybe he maybe things are a little bit different and you're right they did deliberately enroll him in in martial arts and stuff so they tried yeah. to do things for him it's not like he was you know like completely abandoned like some of the other uh, yeah definitely not as, as we can see seems like it's not as awful as some of the other situations <laughs> yeah but i mean it's like ranking on a scale of like awful to slightly yeah, less I mean, awful <laughs> still not great <laughs> like like mediocre to terrible or something <laughs> yeah it's like the bar the bar is not high in the soma no, family it is, it is <laughs> people not. are still tripping over it so <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> they're, they're trying <laughs> yeah it was interesting to get a mention of his family though because we never really yeah. hear about that even just a little minor one. Mm-hmm. So this uh, made me realize that a lot of characters are introduced by nicknames first. Mm-hmm. There's so many times when a character is introduced and we can't actually say their name yet. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> we have Richan San again. Yep, Richan San's there. Yep, and but like Haru was introduced as Hakun. Hakun. The first time he was <laughs> shown on screen, and Tori was introduced as, ha- as Hari. <laughs> Hari, that's yeah. right. Yeah, Moiji calls him Hari. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm trying to remember who else. There are definitely other people. I think uh, Ayame was Aya. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Should tell him one more. <laughs> Anya and Hashimika. Um, yeah, Aya. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's like me and you and Aya in that one chapter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, when he's talking to Atori. Yeah. Most of them, most of the time they get introduced, especially if they wanted to be like, uh, um, you know, building up to the character, I guess mm-hmm. they're usually introduced by their nickname first at some point. Yeah. Name dropped by their nickname. <laughs> Rishan San. Speaking of which, Rishan San is back. Yeah, we which got we, another I guess we Zodiac about. member. Here comes Rishan San. Mm-hmm. 
Are you ready for my reach on voice acting? <laughs> I'm very ready. It's going to be sound suspiciously like the hostess. <laughs> yeah. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, it's still me, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah. They're related. It's okay. Yes. <laughs> I just tried to sound not like I was dying with the hostess. <laughs> yeah. It's like sound less like you're actively dying and more like you're actively ashamed of being alive. Yeah, basically. It's <laughs> <laughs> my direction for next yes. time. Okay. My acting notes. <laughs> but Haru, like, Haru was still worried about Yuki. Yeah. Um, as they usually are. Yeah, they they're cute. Are. They look out for each other. Yeah, I like how Yuki was like, dude, let me help you this time. Like, stop trying yeah. to help me. That was really, it was cute and it was sweet. Uh, I think that's it for non, non-spoilers, question mark, mm-hmm. it seems like, from the sound of silence that I'm hearing. <laughs> sound of burp. Yeah, the sound of burp. Yeah, I think that's all my non-spoilery stuff. Okay, good, good, excellent. Next time, <laughs> we will talk about chapters 44 and 45. Um, woo, I know. Okay, yes. So next time we'll get to learn we'll get to learn about Rechan Sound, which will be exciting. Yep. I'm excited. <laughs> I apologize to the world in advance. <laughs> 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 the infamy of Rechan Sound knows no bounds. Uh, okay, good. Yeah. Okay. Next time. Forty four and forty five. We will see you then unless you're listening to spoilers. <laughs> then we'll see you in like two minutes. Yeah. Less than. I think it's like thirty seconds. <laughs> the music and i'll be excited just well, like I'm last a, time yeah i'm compensating for the chitter chatter oh yeah right the banter okay yeah we'll see you again yes. if you skip through the banter then we'll see you in a couple minutes <laughs> okay bye bye <laughs>
Yay, I'm so tired. I shouldn't have gone swimming before this recording. <laughs> so many regrets. I don't know what it is about being in a pool that makes you, like, extra tired, but... <laughs> you use all your muscles. I guess so. Anyway, whatever. Spoilers. I have a spoiler from the first chapter. A minor spoiler. Okay. It's also related to the student council, because Motoko is like, um... Like, what if a girl were to be on the student council? And then, of course, when Machi and Kakeru walk... Or then she's like, what if... Who, like, what if that girl changes Yuki while I can't, I'm not there to see him change or whatever? And it's like, well, it's Machi. Like, she's alluding to Machi, yeah. which is definitely going to happen. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's funny because, like, Machi's the one who actually, like, they should be worried about. But they'd probably be more worried about Kimmy. <laughs> <laughs> but Kimmy only shifts with herself, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Kimmy's the most obvious one, but Kimmy's so yeah. crazy. I mean, if they were going to object to someone, I think they'd object to Kimmy, but... <laughs> Machi's the real danger. She's the um, <laughs> she's the devil in disguise. Yes, I think they're they're much more concerned about Toru. Yeah, and I think it's really interesting that they Takaya chooses to like um, have Kakeru say that he's interested in Toru Honda mm-hmm. at this point, which I mean is yeah. I guess because of the connection with Komaki's father. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was like I remember reading that the first time, being like, "What does he want? What does he want with Toru? Yeah. Who is this kid?" Like. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's an interesting choice. Yeah, because that doesn't get like mentioned, like resolved until way, way later. Yeah, I think it's a couple other teases along the way, but mm. I think it's when Yuki like goes to, like meets Komaki. Oh yeah, it's a, a chapter one hundred and twelve or one hundred and thirteen, according to yeah. my notes. Mm-hmm. It says Yuki slash Machi, the Kakeru Komaki Toru connection in my notes yeah. <laughs> about the. <laughs> Plans. So yeah, chapter it's either one hundred twelve or one hundred thirteen. So quite yeah. late into the series. Yeah, so some like volume nineteen. Sixty, seventy odd chapters from yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, it's really interesting how long that's like yeah. one although it's quite a few chapters before we even get uh, Kakiru's name. So that's true. <laughs> it's it's one of the things it's one of the longest suspended probably like plot points in this series, I think. Mm-hmm. That's never alluded to at all. Other than like I guess like Kyoko the Kyoko Kyo accident connection yeah like it's it's touched on even earlier than that that they knew each other but the fact that he was there isn't revealed until way late in the series i think yeah well i mean i guess it was uh foreshadowed in that one nightmare that he has but it's not revealed until very late so yeah i don't know i noticed her saying that i was like ha 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 ha." little does she know (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's that it's true her concerns were true Mm -hmm. yeah i think all the spoiler stuff is like that last page with the (laughs) yeah you're like, what the Those fuck? Two. Yeah, who are these guys? So good. It's also weird. It's so interesting to introduce new characters like halfway through a series almost. Yeah. Like you kind of get to the point where you're like, okay, I know there's a couple more somas left, but then you're like, who are these new people? Like when you're reading yeah. through it, it's kind of cool. It's really funny too how like almost sinisterly they are introduced. Totally. Yeah, you definitely <laughs> think they're going to be like the new Motoko and Makoto, really. Yeah. Like that's kind of what it's set up to be. Yeah. But instead, they're going to be Yuki's BFFs. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew? It's really cute. They are going to help him be better. Yes. I think most people in the series help Yuki be better in some way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's only a couple who don't. <laughs> and then, of course, there was, uh, in the second chapter, there were a bunch of Kyo Toru spoilers and Momiji. Yeah. Their connection. Yeah, and some more foreshadowing of Yuki's whole issue with his feelings there. <laughs> yeah, his feels. Yeah. The tightly closed lid and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, we were delicate about it until you pointed out so aptly that they said that Haru and Rin were together. 
um, yeah, in the episode or the chapter with the hero. So, <laughs> yeah, I had to look back to see exactly what was said. I was like, I think we have enough to put this together legitimately yeah, you're right. without foreknowledge. But... No, I think you're right. Yeah, I think that you could have if you were paying attention, which I definitely wasn't yeah. the first time that I read this mm-hmm. series. Like, I don't. I didn't put it together until you just said it now, even even though we read it like three yeah. weeks ago, <laughs> not that long ago, um, and like called it out very clearly. We were like, and they talked about a person named Rin who was with Haru who's in the hospital. And now we like, yeah. saw some more about that. So now we know that they are broken up at this point, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah. Well, now we don't have to be delicate. We, yeah. And we don't find out exactly what Akito did for to her for a little while. But... Yeah, for sure. This is when Akito pushed her out the window? Yeah. Yeah. The cat's room comes later. <laughs> yeah, and I had forgotten time. until I was looking for feathers that um, <laughs> that Hero watched that happen. Mm-hmm. Hero is... was there. Yeah. It's one of the things. So Toru is like, he's dealing with so many things right now. And it's like, yeah, he saw someone get pushed out of a fucking window. Yeah. <laughs> for being in a romantic relationship. So, yeah. and then of course. And he's, he's so cute about it too, because he's like really worried about Rin mm-hmm. and like trying to talk to her and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rin won't have it with anyone. Like, she won't yeah. let anybody talk to her. Yuki tries to talk to her. Hiro tries to talk to her. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and of course, Haru does. But it, like, mm-hmm. he, he just, uh, she just won't. Like, she kind of did what Hiro decided to do. She decides to pull away, like, Hiro tries yeah. to, but. Um, you know, hero wasn't successful. So yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. I'm really excited to talk about Rin too. Rin's one of my favorites. Yeah, so. all our dreams are coming true, Kayla. <laughs> the student council's here. Rin's gonna be here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like all the best characters don't add us. Yeah, don't add us. All the drama, <laughs> don't add us. <laughs> like, uh, I would. I don't yeah. know if Rin's the best character. Rin's just my favorite character. I don't know if she's objectively yeah. the best. I think they're just like more exciting for us since they were manga only characters for so long well and rin drives the plot of the second half of the story it's like all rin and toru trying to break the curse (laughs) yeah and like all the like manga only characters why it'd be really important to either the plot or various people's (laughs) character developments Mm -hmm. so like a lot of the great stuff that happens later like kind of relies on them so these are the things these are the things that i wanted to talk about in this podcast (laughs) this is why i want to start this podcast yeah, so it's exciting <laughs> to finally be getting to them. Yes. Finally, you thought that it was all, like, hugs and people turning into animals and shit, but no. <laughs> so much more sinister than that. Still says romance comedy on the back. <laughs> well, you can't really commit to changing it to romance drama after, can you? <laughs> Characters like Rin and, like, the student council, there they come in, like, halfway, you know, almost more than halfway or almost halfway through the series, and they're so important, too. You're right, like, changing a bunch of people's character development, like Yuki... Um, mm-hmm. you know, you have like Kyo and Toru kind of acting on each other from the beginning, um, and even pre-series technically because of all their connection in the past. But then with people yeah. like Rin who come in and just and drive so many things that happen and a lot of uh, development for someone like Toru later, which is interesting. Yeah, and I forgot that they're all like introduced around the same time too. Mm-hmm. So it's all like, oh, everything's happening. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of funny because like. Looking back at the first anime, like, we had Ritsu in the first anime. And all these characters were actually teased before that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting the things but, they actually, like, chose. Yeah. Well, but then they were like, well, who the fuck are these yeah, people? Yeah, I mean, obviously they wouldn't get far enough to do anything with those teases, but it's kind of funny that they actually got yeah started to get introduced before. Mm-hmm. 
there's enough of Ritsu that you can make a full episode about it, so. Yeah, and he doesn't get, like, a lot of stuff after that point. No, which is also kind of unfortunate, because Ritsu is a cool character. They're all nice, yeah. but some of them just get more attention, and, like, Ritsu is one that doesn't get a lot of attention. Neither does Kagura, other than the stuff with Kyo, so. Yeah, like, I don't think Ritsu gets another, like, chapter with any focus on him. He just gets a couple of... Little moments, I think. Like cameos, basically. Yes. And, like, the... Kagura at least gets a little more focus in a couple more chapters. So. Yeah, there's some reveals about her later, too. Mm-hmm. I guess the main the main thing that was revealed in this was... Or the main kind of things that were covered were, like... So Ritsu showed up, Rin and Haru is a thing that's talked about, and mm-hmm. Kyo and Toru, like, Momiji teasing about Kyo and Toru, Haru being black. <laughs> um, you know, he's black. <laughs> dark. Haru's dark. <laughs> yeah. Um, the thing when the, the student council stuff starts when Kaki was trying to assign everyone like <laughs> sentai colors and he's just like I'm black Yuki's <laughs> <laughs> like what? <laughs> yeah <laughs> right? <laughs> yes <laughs> oh Kaku it's good it's gonna be good mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think I have any other big spoilers to talk about I don't think I don't think so it's mostly just cause it's going it's happening it's happening <laughs> <laughs> well, we talked about Rin spoilers. We talked about student council, some student council spoilers. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, so I feel like we talked about all the things that are spoiler that are like alluded to in this episode. So I think we've done our yeah. we've done our due diligence for the day. <laughs> okay, great. So yeah, next time we're gonna talk about Ritsu. It's gonna be exciting. Yeah. Warm up your vocal cords. <laughs> I apologize to the world. I apologize to the world. I apologize to the world. I'll say before. <laughs> <laughs> Hope everyone's like excited. Emphasis on the words each time. I apologize to the world. I apologize to I the apologize world. To the world. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize to the world. Ayame starts to soup with confidence. I think that's coming up in this, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> I think it? Yeah, I think of that like every time I have soba or, think of, or like see the word soba. <laughs> Ayami eats a soba with confidence. (laughs) (laughs) Who doesn't want to eat their soba with confidence? (laughs) Okay. Good. Great. Now we have something to talk about next time. (laughs) Okay. Thank you all for listening. We will see you next time to talk about Ritsu. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Sorry. I was was trying to find the soba. (laughs) Oh. Uh... (laughs) Bye. Bye. Oh, it's in it's page seventy nine. Of course, someday I hope that I can overflow with confidence, like Aya. Oh, yeah. And then it shows him uh, with chopsticks. This is Yama eats his soba with deep confidence. Yeah, <laughs> highest confidence is far beyond that of mortal men. <laughs> because he's a snake. Yes, it's confidence of a snake. Yes, snakes do seem pretty confident. I think they are just ambivalent. Which yeah. makes them seem like they, they're confident. Yeah, I don't think they have any doubts about their snaky lives. No, I don't think so. <laughs> they're not full of doubts like people, is that what you're saying? Yeah.